Talkie with Bickley and Murata. Shot by Shane Doak. He scores! Yep, Coyotes legend and chief hockey development officer for the Arizona Coyotes, Shane Doan, joins us for his weekly visit here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Donor, good morning to you, sir. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Hello, Shane. We're doing good. Um, we're we're trying to scramble and to see all these new names on the roster. All the guys shipped out at the trade deadline, which we <laughs> expected. But how would you assess the the movement, um, the activity, and the return for for what Bill Armstrong and his staff did at the trade deadline? Yeah, I, I think that uh, obviously, yeah, we knew there was going to be some movement and we knew there was going to be some things happen at the deadline. And uh, I don't think as players you like that very much. It's always difficult. It's always hard losing when uh, friends are moved. And um, in the return, I mean, we got a lot of draft picks. So um, I guess that's uh, that's kind of what they're going for. And uh, hopefully they can do a good job picking up. Yeah, listen, I, I don't know what's normal. I, I heard some people in the industry claim that, that the Coyotes thought they were going to get more or should have gotten more. I don't know what these level of, of players command on the free market. The, does everybody in the organization seem cool with the net return? Yeah, I think that obviously the originally what they'd been asking for was probably was we kind of set the standard um, quite a bit higher than what we got and uh, on the Chikrin deal, um, and in the end, the market kind of bears it out, and uh, you have to live with what you can get. So that's that's always okay. tough, all right. but. Um, no, no, that's all. I, I was just curious about that because, again, I, I had no, I had no context in that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and we set the bar by saying that we wanted, I think, three firsts and a, or a prospect. Two, I think, three firsts and a prospect, and we didn't end up getting out with him. But at the same time, we got, um, you know, with Ghost and a couple of the other guys, we added quite a bit. And, uh, it's it's tough. It's tough because draft picks are hard when you're a player because. Especially in our sport, you see how far away they are, mm-hmm. and that's that's always that's always difficult. Okay. Yeah, and when we sat down, uh, we sat down with you during Newsmakers Week a couple of days prior. We sat down with Bill Armstrong, and he talked about you know setting the bar pretty high on what they wanted in return for Jacob Chikrin. But uh, and you kind of touched on it, Shane. There's no way that could have dragged on, and a deal couldn't have been made for Chikrin. <laughs> I mean, it's been dragging on for long enough. Yeah, yeah, that's that obviously made it a little bit tougher and the situation a little bit unique um, with him not playing and everything that's gone on for the last three weeks prior to the trade deadline. That put that, it put a constraint on on the fact that you're right, you couldn't come back and that made it difficult. And as a, as other organizations probably saw and tried to take advantage of that. All right, let's talk about this team because um, yeah, you're right, and we've talked about this. The results are going to be what they are from this point going forward. There's a lot of road runners. There's a lot of minor league players on this roster. It is what it is. Looking forward, though, I'm curious, what do you think of this team's uh, what do you think of their forwards? When you look at guys like Clayton Keller and Lawson Krause, who's going to have a second straight 20 goal season, and you got Barrett Hayton. Shut up, Barrett! And then you got Nick Schmaltz, <laughs> Matthias Michelli uh, in the midst of a really good rookie season. How would you assess the state of their forwards? I really think our forwards are doing well. Like obviously, Clay Keller and, and Nick Schmaltz and, and Barrett Hayton's line is, has kind of elevated itself to one of the one of the premier lines, definitely in time of possession. And, and, and Hayton and, and Schmaltz, what they are putting up in points wise, and, and and Kells is kind of leading the whole way. And so that's 
That's exciting. That's exciting as a group. And then I am the biggest Michelli fan there is. I think that kid's unbelievable. I think him and Crosser have some pretty good chemistry together. And I know that Crosser likes playing with them because that kid can pass the puck. And and you forget that we we had Gunner here too. Dylan Gunther was somebody that we had um, in the in the organization for the first half of the year and was contributing on a daily basis and was somebody that was really effective for us. And you put him with Michelli and you put him with Krauser and then you add Logan Cooley, um, somebody that we're pretty high on and that if you look at it, probably in the top five, maybe top ten prospects in the in outside of the NHL right now with what he's doing down in college and um, so it's starting to the forward group's starting to really look like something that you can get excited about. Shay Doan, our weekly guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings, joins us Tuesday morning to talk about the state of the Coyotes and we know that the, the view is now to the future, especially after the very active trade deadline donor and you know the Coyotes in their history they've had a chance at some generational players in the NHL draft lottery it hasn't worked out but there's another one of those guys that's going to be available can you tell our audience more uh, through your eyes uh, what Connor Bedard is all about (laughs) Um, he can score man that kid I've I haven't seen anyone do what he's doing to the Western League or to the in the CHL. What like what he's doing this year as a 17 year old? Like you don't even see that as 19 year olds, and that's a big jump. Uh, 19, 20 year olds sometimes can can put something together that you're really impressed with. Every time you think that he's kind of okay, well, what does he do from here? He goes out and does something that you just you can't believe. Like you're kidding me. The other night he played in Canada. There's a, uh, the best team in, in the CHL, which includes all there's I think 70 teams in the CHL right around that. And the best teams in Winnipeg. They're they got a really good team. They probably have five or six guys that are going to be NHL players. He. His team's not very good, and he just got four goals and assists to win 5-4. So. <laughs> is that all? Yeah, the kid is just uh-huh. – it's hard to put It's hard to put it into words what he's doing offensively. Like, And, and it's his shot. It's his, it's, it's his IQ, his hockey IQ, and the way that he handles things. And, and then he's just – he has a 17-year-old kid – He's at the World Juniors, and he does what he did at the World Juniors, where he breaks records for the most points ever by a player, uh, a 17-year-old by far, but almost as a player in general. And when he leaves, he makes sure that all the support staff for the Hockey Canada gets an autograph stick. Like he got home, signed sticks, and sent them to all the support staff because he is that he's that special wow. of a player to get a stick. But who thinks of that as a seventeen-year-old? Like he just is a kid that gets it, and so it's pretty exciting to see what he's going to wow. do wow. going forward. And uh, he's a guy that's going to be the face probably of hockey for the next fifteen, twenty years. I mean, you mentioned seventeen. When the season rolls around next year, he'll be eighteen. I mean, is it uh, is it possible he could be like a, a first day NHL guy, or do you think he's, he's got more time to develop uh no he'll be a first day wow Wow. (laughs) he's a guy that he's a guy that he turns i think he turns 18 in july he won't even be 18 when he gets drafted yeah 
and and uh, that's not typically the thing that you want to happen. Like you, you want to probably give him a year. You look at like a guy like Cooley, a guy that we're really, really high on. We think he's incredible, and uh, he went back and played another year. Shane Wright was a player that uh, everyone was really high on. He went back and played another year, um, but what this kid's doing, he's got 50, 59 goals in 46 games in the CHL as a 17 year old. Wow. Like it's just, uh, he's got 130 points in 46 games. Like he's just, you don't, oh, or 128. Sounds like a, sounds like a young Shane Doan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if I was playing against like 12 year olds, like, like, yeah. he's just, and, and there's another kid, Adam Fantilli, who, I I might be the lead in the bandwagon on him. I am just as excited about him. I wow. I think he's an incredible player. So those two guys are at the top of the draft that are are guys that I'm you know you're excited about and you can't wait to see what they can do. Mm. This draft obviously is a good draft, and we we we're excited wow. to see what these players can do. Do we uh, did we talk about Logan Cooley? The the anecdote Bill Armstrong told us about how he went to a state college to watch Logan Cooley play with the Golden Gophers. who were playing Penn State at Penn State. Did we talk about that? No. Okay, no. So, what did so, he say? So Bill Armstrong shows up there and he doesn't announce his uh, arrival. So he's just kind of hanging out, and the first period ends. And, and apparently, Minnesota's top line was just garbage in the first period. They come back out to start the second, and Logan Cooley looks up, and there's Bill Armstrong standing in the crowd, and he's like, "Oh my goodness, the guy that drafted me is here tonight." He went on to proceed to score five points in the next ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that that line, Logan is just an incredible player. He's got a little bit of Braden Point, the centerman from uh, Tampa, who's just been he won, he's just been incredible for them since they drafted him. He's fast. He's got a bite to him. He grew up in Pittsburgh and kind of a blue collar kid that that's really skilled. That likes to every now and again play really physical, which is which is always nice to have. Um, and his his winger is actually a kid from here in Arizona. Like that line, they got a line right now in Minnesota that's just incredible. All yeah. three of them will be NHL players. A guy named Matthew Nyes who uh, grew up playing for the Junior Coyotes here. Him and my son played together for their whole lives and. What they're doing and what Logan's doing is fun to watch because yeah. it's it's <laughs> they're they're really putting on a display as well. But he's just a, I think Logan's got a chance to be a true number one, which we really haven't had in, in Arizona for well, a long, long time, yeah. and and then a true true number one right from the start. Donor, always a pleasure to talk to you. Great stuff today. We it was will, all hockey uh, today. We, I, we I know we didn't even veer off basketball. We didn't get, get into Jarrett. No, what about hey? What is is Golden? Are we going to end up playing Golden State in the first round? We have to get ahead of that. I don't want to play. I don't mind playing Golden State, just not in the first round. Who knows? It's going to the standings change so much every day in the West. We have no idea, Shane. Yeah, I I think I think this is the year to get Golden State. I think they're going to get gotten. I think I think personally, I'm embracing it all. Bring me the Mavericks in the first round. Bring me the Warriors in the second round, and then we'll take the Nuggets in the third. There you go. Okay. All right. Good. I was just wondering what our path was going to be. Well, so I'm glad we cleared it up. I think the path should be the Suns just don't lose a game the rest of the way. Just go. <laughs>